Alright, you guys ready? I'm ready. Always ready. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is gonna fucking suck. We need to write down. Zero percent chance this is good. <laughs> Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated sports podcast in the history of professional sports podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! Live from the 8-1-5. Episode 54 of Live Nate 15 Podcast. This week, we have three hosts. One is me, Colton St. Vincent. One is Jake, Jake LaRue. Jake, what's up? Hey, Colton. Glad to be back. And then we changed things up this week. We made a third guest, or a third host. It's Sam Connor. Sam, what's up? What's going on, Colton? Jake, what's up? So hyped. So pumped. So excited. Oh, so many adjectives to even say, but I'll save them for later. We have a big adjective-filled segment later that you better stay tuned for. It's going to blow you away. Love adjectives. Love friendship. Love podcasts. Episode 54, Brian Herlacher episode. I'm so excited right now. Oh, my God. Can you feel it? <laughs> Colton's pumped up. We did a little math wrong. We tried to time up the Brian Herlacher episode when we started the show. We are like, once Bri- the week Brian Herlacher gets inducted to the Hall of Fame, that's when we're going to have the 54th episode. We were one week off. That's bad math. That's on us. Yeah, yeah. We did, that, looking- we did that over a year and a half ago, folks. <laughs> yeah, that, we were serious. <laughs> and then what's embarrassing is that we had Brian Erlacher booked for the, for the week before his episode because we thought he'd be in, like, in Canton, Ohio this week. So last week he was booked over a year and a half ago. And um, <laughs> for the 53rd then- episode. But then he like we did the math wrong. We really dropped the ball. He was busy at the Hall of Fame. He couldn't do our interview. Man, so him, Lonnie Walker, IV, are now the two two white whales. (laughs) That's a good point. Brian Walker, Lonnie Walker. Yeah, what's your Lonnie Walker, IV update? Uh, He'll be on. He'll be on soon. Uh, We I talk to his agent a lot. I talk to him a ton. Actually, it's it's almost like I interview him every day with just our personal conversations. So can you give us a recap of one conversation that you've ever had with him? Uh, more uh, actually, Colton. He said that you were a little too nosy, and that's why he didn't want to come on the show. And it was just kind of a personal thing between me. <laughs> that sounds like that's so Lonnie. Oh my goodness! <laughs> that's that's so Lonnie. Lonnie. He told me not to say that, but I, I mean, I think I was kind of put in a corner there. So, <laughs> oh man, nobody put Sam in a corner. I just came up with that kind of line. That's my line. No one else can ever say it about any other young child type human being person. Yeah, that was clever. Thank you so much. Oh, okay. Sam. Okay, okay. Uh, let's get down to sports because it's a sports podcast. We're all sports experts. We all sort of played sports in high school, so we know what we're talking about. We're sports dudes, you could call us. Sports guys who are sports dudes being bros like men. Can we happen right into your uh, Tiger rant of the week because he's back again? Oh, fellas. <laughs> fellas. Friends. Colleagues. Tiger Woods is back. Again, dude, he's back again. <laughs> Tiger Woods, guys, he's he's gonna win a major again, and that's gonna be so fucking cool. 
I definitely thought um, I was on a total seesaw of emotions. Uh, shout out to seesaws. So I was <laughs> I was watching the I was watching um, the simulcast on my phone at work, and I just had it on Tiger's group. I, I didn't know what was going on in the rest of the tournament. It was just yeah, it, was it was just people following Tiger Woods, and holy shit! The whole time I was like. I'm not even going to get my hopes up. Like, like, like it's whatever. It's cool that, that he's even here. And then, and then he would hit like a fucking such a great iron shot, and then birdie a hole. I'm like, and holy shit, guys! Tiger Woods is going to win a major in in uh, 2018. And then he'd he'd, he'd bogey the next hole, and I'd go sit in like the uh, walk-in cooler that's like negative 10 degrees Fahrenheit, and I'd probably stay there until I had like hypothermia, so I could feel something other than the pain that I felt from Tiger. Five seconds later, he birdies another hole, and I'm like, holy shit, he's, he's a win again. Um, basically, moral of this whole story is Tiger Woods is back. Brooks Kepka is just, like, probably the worst person to be good at this time because he doesn't care about anything. He didn't care about Tiger's roars. He's just walking. He's just thinking, like, I'm tall. I'm strong. I have so many hot girlfriends, and I'm going to hit another great fucking shot. Wasn't his quote, too, at the end, how he's – He's not, his, like, family's not really golf people. Like, they're kind of, like, he said it was, like, kind of boring. He said, I grew up in a baseball family. Yeah. Does that, does yeah, that like, surprise you at yeah. all? This guy. Oh, my, he's such a vanilla golfer. He's such a vanilla golfer. And I will say, I, again, Colton, you'd be proud of me. I watched all Sunday. Again. I'm sorry. I didn't watch anything else, but I did watch all of Sunday. Um, and I'll say, I think it was the 12th hole when Tiger birdied, uh, and he ripped that ball out of the cup. He, he ripped it. He, and I was so pumped. That was when, I know exactly what you're talking about, because he, he made like a, a 20-foot birdie putt, and then he grabbed it, and he ripped it out of the hole, and he turned and said, fuck yeah. And then, yeah. And then they like went to commercial in slow motion of him saying, fuck yeah. And I have three people at work that can vouch for me. I had tears in my eyes. They were making fun of me, because I was holding back tears as an adult, watching a guy play golf. Hey, uh, we all know the best tiger is the one that swears in front of the kids, Swears right at the cameras, so like you know, there's six year olds, like they're standing right behind him, and he grabs that ball and he just lets out the biggest f bomb, and all the kids are talking to, what's that all about? And their dad, for the oh, only God. time ever, is like, "Hey, shut up, it's cool, okay? <laughs> it's okay up. to say that. Just shut up." You also said that about Jesus and ass in the Bible. <laughs> this, is, this is equivalent, all right? <laughs> no, right there. Just shut up. But uh, yeah, so only all Sunday I watched and. It was literally like three hours of like a semi-hard chub, and I was at work. It was really hard to hide it. It was so good. So so many goosebumps. If if I was alone, I would have cried from the 12th hole on. <laughs> just just sobbing on your, by yourself Look, on the couch. Not, and not he, like does, sob, he does like it a, again, too. A nice, like, nice, like controllable cry, oh, no. you know? You yeah, know how guys do it? Like, like a men. good feeling cry. The yeah, one that, like, yeah, yeah. kind of feels good. Where you, like, go in the mirror and you cry, right? And you, like, call yourself a little bitch. <clears throat> yeah, just like that. Yeah. Hey, I was just gonna say, he did it again, though. Like, this is the second, you know, major tournament here that he, like, kind of falls apart there in the last, like, five or six. Not, and that no, that's no, kind no. of upsetting. This wasn't a fall apart. This was just Brooks kept yeah. better than us. True, true. Yeah, well, I shouldn't say fall apart. No, I will say he did he hit that drive. I mean, he was terrible on the front nine. What was it like? He missed all nine front nine. And then, uh, what do you do on the, in the, it was like the 14th when he went into the rough, like yeah. past the little yeah. Creek there. And then, I mean, that was terrible. So he like bogeys a par five. That was like a gimme four. Um, 
Yeah, and but just kind of blew it like, from there. I mean, like four, like like birdies in the back on really hard holes. So like, true. Yeah, he was. It was so he weird. He was making it the was... shots that you make to win tournaments, but he just. I think the whole thing came down to, uh, like he shot he shot even on the first day, so he was he was chasing literally since since the first yeah. day. And Kepka not making any mistakes is the other thing. Yeah, when Kepka's when Kepka's like at at the at top of his game, he's one of like the ten people in the world that like unless somebody else is at the peak of their game, he's not gonna lose. He's ranked third right now in the world. Dude, he oh. sucks. He he's sucks. So fucking good. <laughs> he's not like not that way. Of course he's good, but like Colton, you're right. Like he sucks to win. He sucks to have win. No, because he's American. I like he's him. Third in the world. It's not I like, like it was like the. It's no, like he's rank. so boring. It's right. bad for the sport. He's not. It's, it's not that he's boring. He's just mellow. He's a, like a mellow Cali bro. He so like earlier in his, so in his career, he he like okay. crashed and burned, and then the like like in a major tournament, and the uh, like he he came right off his uh, 18th putt, came off after he just choked away. I forgot what major, whatever. And okay. the uh, reporter's like, "Hey Brooks, what do you think? Was this like your only shot?" He's like. No, I'm really good at golf, and I'm sure I'll be back. So I'm just not gonna let it get to me, and uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna win some majors soon. And then you, I'm just, I think it sucks to just have your guy. And I agree, like that's that's actually pretty cool. If I could ever be like that he's with like a sport like, I'm really he, good at, that'd he's be like, cool, no, but. I mean, I, w- I would freak out, but I'm actually really good at this. So I'm <laughs> I'm I just like, think it's a really bad cool. look for your sport when your guy pretty much goes up and is like, yeah, golf's pretty boring. We we weren't really into golf when I was younger. Like my family and I, we thought it was boring. I like baseball. You know, I, I just think when you look at Tiger, who's just like the guy that's so amped every single hole. Like who's been he golf his whole life. Like since yeah. he was born, he was a prodigy. Oh my god, yeah, and he's getting amped at forty two years old. You know, <laughs> just freaking out, losing his mind. Here's Kapka, just like oh. Yep, that, I'm playing really well all the time. I agree. That part does suck, but that that that's the part that I think I is think, like hard to get. I think that personality can become endearing if he becomes really good and starts winning more majors. You know what I mean? He's won but, three of the last six. Yeah, I, I know. I, if That's he, a if lot keeps, of fucking majors. That is a lot of fucking majors. If he keeps it up for a few more years, you know, where he's the top of the golf world for a few years, he could be a name people actually enjoy seeing win. I mean, I think if Tiger wasn't even in the picture, people would like Brooks Koepka winning. But Yeah. But literally, it's Tiger or anyone else. There's Tiger or Bus. That's yeah. how I feel about every tournament. Probably. We should yeah. probably stop talking about golf, though. <laughs> okay, Jake. All right. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Uh, how about baseball? Colton, the Cubs are in a big series with the Brewers. How are you feeling? What's your temperature on the old Cubbies? Temperature is uh, Sean Paul temperature. It's, it's turning me on. I got to write temperature to whatever the song. Feel I see. Sean Paul. Come and get it to, come and get it to, two hour girls. That's a great song. Sean Paul almost died in a jet skiing accident. No, that was Sean Kingston, you idiot. Oh, yeah, I'm wrong. You're so dumb. God. Wow. Sorry, you called me out so quick on that. (laughs) I know. I'm I'm sorry. Hang on. Here we go. Shut up, 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 shut up
<laughs> any white that... person knows any words after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, anyway, great um... video. Us just dancing to Sean Paul. Sam, Sam's neck has to have some sort of like vertebrae issue after how many dabs he just did in a row. <laughs> feels good. Feels good. Okay. Um, Cubs uh, fucking hated it today. Jose Quintana sucks balls. Get this dude out of the first, second, and third inning. He's a really good pitcher. First, second, and third inning, he can. Oh my god, he's so bad. He's, he's been he's been so disappointing, and I that was like I was like I was ready to be okay with Quintana being a really solid starter. But he's been so bad for the Cubs, and it's almost disappointing. But um, how do you feel overall? I mean, I know by the time this podcast comes out, the Brewers and Cubs will have played the second game in the series. It's only so a two-game you... series, right? Yes. So how do you feel about the Cubs in general right now, though? I mean, if the Cubs just win game two, this it, they just they come out three games up. and Yeah, it's null and void. Like, but if they lose both, but how have you, how have they been playing? What do you what do you? They're, what just, they're just iffy. They're 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 like it's just one like they they have yet to have a second half stretch where everything's going well. It's just like like good pitching, bad hitting, bad hitting, good pitching, this and that. I don't I just, like. Hey, I, can I can I ask too? No. Is their ace of the staff Cole Hamels right now? Oh, for I sure. I mean he. I mean wow. For what sure. A, what a what a pickup. I mean, if you don't have him carrying some of that momentum, I mean, obviously keeping him in the game with the walk-off for Scherzer, um, I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's huge. Guys, three can we talk about that, that walk-off? I didn't see it live, which kind of sucks. <laughs> I watched it live. I, like, that is I, such, the way that David Bodie hits that walk-off Grand Slam is exactly how you want him to. David Bodie is the guy who's been, I think he's been, like, at least, it's at least five, maybe six times where he's been up and down from Iowa. Like he's yeah. his his car is still in the Iowa Cubs parking lot. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that kind of story. Yeah, and like, but and like he was known all year as like the guy who's who's gonna come up, and he has a quote from earlier in the year where like where he says something like, "When I'm here, I'm gonna act like I'm playing in in my backyard." And the way he hit that that walk off is exactly how all of us have done it. In in our backyards, and Sam's it's just realized now. Fuck, that's a cool Cubs story, and I hate it. <laughs> but it's like he he literally hits it. He flips his bat and then he he like airplanes around the entire bases. How <laughs> fucking cool is that? Down three, two outs, two the, strikes, bottom of nine. The walk off itself. I remember I, I was sitting next to the biggest Cub hater of all time. It's my my girlfriend's dad, and we're just Sick talking grand, about it's the bottom of the ninth. That's awesome. And we're we're watching watching the game and like. I think the air occurs, so, like, what's the space is on, a walk, then a hit batter. And, I mean, at that point, we didn't even, like, there wasn't even a thought, like, oh, could the Nationals still win? It was just, like, how are the Cubs going to sneak this one out? Like, it's going to happen. And Bodie just crushes everything. Realistic, it was awesome, though. It was awesome for the Cubs. It was awesome for Bodie. It was such a cool moment for him just because, I mean, he's not, I mean, he's obviously kind of that, that, that cool story for them this year. Don't get me wrong, I hated every second of it. It crushed my heart. I think I teared up a little. I was so mad. Ryan Madsen can suck a, you know what, I'm going no, clean don't. on these podcasts now. A tree? Um, a, what? A tree? Suck, suck a, tree. a tree? Yeah. Suck, suck a tire? A suck a, I don't know. A lamppost? Oh, why would he suck a lamp? Is that is that what you want him to suck? What if it's like newly washed? It's not even that oh, bad to suck a lamppost. That'd be really tough. But pouncing off what Sam said, um, I have not 
physically watched the Grand Slam because I was watching the Cubs, or I was watching the score, just the score on my phone, and I saw that the bases were loaded, and I turned it off. I'm so invested in the Brewers' playoff, like, like chances right now that I just turned it off. I knew they were going to win, and I have refused to watch the highlight. I have turned off the TV, like, twice because it was coming on. I have exited apps because the highlight was about to pop up. I have avoided it at all costs because it was so upsetting because it would have been so big because the Brewers could be, like, literally tied with the Cubs if they slept them in this two games or beat them in this two-game series 2 nothing. You know, oh, yeah, that would have been fucking huge, honestly. It would have been huge, and that is such a big win for the Cubs. Every game matters, which is why this is so much fun. Baseball is amazing. 82 games, or, you know, or 162 games, and it, it's still every single game matters down to the wire. It's pretty it. cool. And I think going back to what we were saying, yeah, Hamels has just been electric. Um, kept him in that game, uh, my least favorite game of the year so far. But, yeah, kept him in the game. Um, and he's been doing, I think, what, three outings now? Is he is he at three starts? Three yeah, starts, yeah. all one three earned. Starts. One earned, like, seven runs, all quality starts. I mean, right now he's pitching like an ace of anybody's staff, and I think that was huge for the Cubs to pick up at this point. I mean, if he's Verlandering this right now, that's not a good sign for us. That's a, that's a terrible I mean, sign. he had... Uh, Colton like, just freaked out a little. I actually, I, I just realized that's so fucking awesome. That's going to happen, and I'm going to... Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> he's um, Verlander. He he had like a two nine three ERA outside of Texas, like outside of their park this year. So, hopefully, like I I was just worried that that wasn't just like a fluke or anything. I mean, so far it's fucking work, like working out. But hang on, can I can I say like something else? I'll tell you this real quick. Well, what, dude? I'm just gonna. You don't I'm have just, to. You don't have to. Wait, wait, wait. I'm muting you, and I'm looking up. I you are muted. I can't hear anything. So, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And I really like this guy because you told me he was like a triple A guy oh, and he, so cool. he was in his backyard, which I relate to. Still just not going to listen or watch. Uh, oh, they're celebrating. I'm hey, watching. Jake, Jake, you know what we can talk about to just go over this? Is you know what's cooler than all of that? Adam Engel's weekend. <laughs> oh, my God. We, I mean, quick sock talk. Adam Engel robbed three home runs in a week. That is a little crazy. That's actually really cool. That's, that's really yeah, crazy. I mean, uh, a highlight of the Sox season. The Sox always do something um, stupid. We have, we have like two triple plays last year. Would you guys, would you guys rather have a week where you rob three home runs or a week where you get like maybe two at-bats but you hit a walk-off grand slam on Sunday Night Baseball? Oh, my God. Are you kidding? Well, actually, just to spite you, I'll say three robbed home runs in front of six fans. I'll take that any day. Four of them are my family <laughs> that, that I personally picked up from their house. I think the coolest White Sox moments of the year in order go Matt Davidson just pitching, um, Adam Engel robbing three home runs and still hitting like 200, and then me wearing this White Sox Bo Jackson jersey. Like, I think those are the only three moments we have this year. Over in a so. White Sox, Manny Ramirez cutoff. So I think we're tied, dude. Yeah, I, I, those two things are the number third three best thing on the list. This season is you guys wearing a jersey on a podcast. So screw, <laughs> screw you and your Cole Hamels and your Bodie walk-off and your good team and your Baez MVP season. I hate all of it. We'll save the Baez MVP talk for later in the summer because it's it's going to continue. But final Cubs talk. It's not even Cubs. It's it's Matt Vascursion. What do you guys think of the Santa Maria walk off call? I I I think a call is so important to like a big moment like that. 
I love calls. I love personal calls that you have. They make you what they make you a special announcer. Jason Benetti, the announcer of the White Sox, taking over for Hawk. The only thing he's missing is a signature call. He is his voice is fantastic and he calls things great, but it's it's always something different. And it's never like, oh, you know, I, I just love like the Yankees announcer is also great at it. So I, I'm a big fan of like See ya. Yeah, or A-bomb from A. He has a few of them, you know? Like, he comes up with a few, and they're amazing. That's a home run. What do you say, Robbie Cano, don't you know? Robbie Cano, don't you know? That's cool shit. shit. You gotta do The Grandy Man. Otherwise, you're just some run-of-the-mill announcer. Some schlub. Pardon my French, but schlub. I said it twice. Oh. (laughs) All right, um... Yeah, so let's see here. We got more baseball talk. Sox September calls. Why? Why are you putting that in here now? Because I mean, I'm just saying that uh, it's Eloy, Eloy. It's gonna Eloy and Kopech are have been. At, I just wanted to talk about Eloy and Kopech. Eloy hits a home run every other game, and Kopech has pitched three straight like scoreless outings with nine plus Ks. So. Uh, those two are great. Eloy and Cease are amazing, and Quintana's terrible. So that's the one bright side of the White Sox versus the Cubs. That's all we have to cling on to. <laughs> you know, it's pretty sad, but I just want to talk. Because a lot of people, I think last episode I said uh, that. I don't know what you said August last episode. The, <laughs> yeah, I was drunk last episode. But I also said August could be. Um, the call-up time because of we could keep him for another year, but I I don't know that it's for sure. So it seems like we're going to keep him until September, at least. What a boring season! I'm not even going to comment further than that. What a boring season we've we had can, this year. We can transition into our um, new segment that we have this week: Sam's least favorite players in baseball. Um, <laughs> we we bring that up because uh, why is that? Trevor Bauer is on the DL. Trevor Bauer's heading to the DL, and I couldn't be happier. Um, I don't root for guys to get injured. I think that's such a childish move. I, I hate that kind of stuff. But Trevor Bauer deserves everything. I don't root that, for them to get injured, but when they are injured, I cheer. I cheer. <laughs> uh, it's a great moment. He is on my list of least favorite players. He's number two. Um, he's number two. We got in a little Twitter argument a couple years ago where uh, it was very it was very nice it was just a hey i could probably hit off you in that cage some he posted some video of him pitching throwing like 95 i said i could you know hit that or something stupid um wasn't even supposed to be mean it was just a joke and then he threatened to throw a 95 mile per hour fastball high and in he said high and in uh closer to the head so i think he was threatening my life i reported hit you in the head which is you could call it a threat you should yeah. Well, yeah, you should have added uh nine one one or or the US government. Yeah. <laughs> well I, I meant to call, but he deleted his comment and then uh blocked me on Twitter. So screw you, Trevor Bauer. I know you're listening. You yeah, like he sucks. He's my he's my second least favorite player in all Come baseball. On the show, and you I, I know you have time now. Yeah, yeah. oh oh burn. Got him. Yeah. Who he's, roasted? he's not fun. And you're gayer than Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Double burn. Who's number one? 
Oh, least favorite player is Anthony Rendon. Uh, my brother and I went to uh, <laughs> this is a good one. My brother and I went to a baseball game once, and we saw Scott Boris actually down by the field, and we're like, "Oh my god, we got to get a picture with Scott Boris." So we're heading down to the field. He's right in front talking to all these guys. We could give a rat's ass about who he's talking to. This is Scott Boris. We want to say hi. So we're standing there waiting, and I pull out my phone because we're getting ready to to take a picture with Scott. Scott tells me, "Hey, let let's just let me talk to Anthony real quick, and then I'll take a picture." At this time, I didn't even, you know, Anthony Rendon was still a nothing. Um, but anyways, Anthony Rendon steps up, starts talking to him. I'm pulling out my phone. Instantly thinks I'm taking a picture of him. Hits my phone with his bat. And then calls me a, like a three-year-old girl. He's like quipping a little three-year-old girl, quipping a, you know, whatever girl. Um, hits my phone. I got to catch it. Just a total jerk. Just a total jerk. That was the that was so rude. Like I don't know why you did that. I was just that is really mean. It's so mean. Like Jack worked at you know with the Brewers. I don't know if he was like wearing a badge or something, but I kind of wanted to be like, dude, like, like we're just we're just here. We're just I just wanted to watch the game. Like it was just next to you, you asshole, Rendon. Yeah, so Anthony Rendon, number one, least favorite, and then Charlie <laughs> Bauer, number two. Uh, so they can. S something, some D's, and move on. I don't, I don't like them. Sign some deals. Sam's got beef with two MLB players. That's pretty cool. I wish I had beef with professional athletes. Sam, you are so cool. Yeah, real, real beef makes you real cool. Word. So yeah, Trevor Bauer. Shout out to Wendy's. Have fun, fifteen days out. Actually, he's he's tearing it up this year. Fuck, fuck. What? I was just saying Trevor Bauer is having a really great year this year, so it's kind of it kind of stinks for the Indians, but whatever. All right, we can uh, move on to the National Football League, because uh, unless you guys have any, have any more baseball talk, no, I am nope. so pumped for football, dude. Okay, <laughs> ready, ready, hey, no, oh shit, <laughs> get it, dude? No, I no, I don't. I, I golfed in high school. Oh, I didn't. I didn't they play hike sometimes when they're like hiking the football. Like, all right, all right, all right. I will talk about it later. Go ahead. So what are we? How what are we gonna start with? Are we gonna do some 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 main topics here? I got some overreactions, some over unders. What do what yeah. do we want? To I do? say we let Jake go for a little bit. He's very excited. He's chomping at the bits here. Oh yeah, Jake. All right. I mean, I, I I'm fine with jumping into some overreactions from because uh, I've been watching a lot of oh, preseason. We all we all get along so well. Oh, we just oh we want everyone to shine. It's oh! so good. But uh, I've been watching a lot of preseason and uh, reading a lot about practices, which is you know just the healthiest thing to do for a football fan because every practice means the world, and every dropped pass in the red zone that I read about, that's going right up in my noggin, and it means something. It goes in my journal in my mind. It's really important, and I'm gonna remember it. So, all right. So, yeah, uh, we have some overreactions, underreactions. Uh, which one do you guys want to go first? Sam, you can start us because this was your idea. Also, new segment okay. alert. Bring yeah, new, new segments. segments. New segment. So, new segment overreactions? Question mark. Question mark. Um, question mark. My first one I wrote down is going back to a, a, an elite QB, elite with a question mark. Uh, Andrew Luck will be a top five QB at the end of the 2018 season. If we remember, um, he had 40 touchdowns and 4,700 passing yards. Uh, hear me out, though. 2014, a couple years ago, boys. That ain't good. Um, we're talking a, a couple year years college. back. I have, I have a kid of mine going to college this year. That's how long it's been. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're talking a long time ago. That's, I mean, Andrew Luck's been out a long time. This is supposed to be his first year back as healthy. Andrew Luck, though, at the end of the year, top five QB? Could we see a full healthy top five QB healthy year for Andrew Luck? See, the problem is I think he could have been a top five QB, but all these injuries have set him to where I think he might end up being a middle of the road. Not middle of the road, but a really good quarterback in the Matthew Stafford tier. Sorry about my ear opening right now. Continue. Oh, we're badasses, I'm so fucking cool. (laughs) But I'm saying I think Andrew Luck may, because of these injuries, may never become the 40 touchdown a year kind of guy. He might be the 30 to 35, like Matthew Stafford kind of guy, you know, and throw for a ton of yards and still be really good, but never be, never even be considered for best in the best in the league. That's what I think. I think this surgery might actually set him back to never become what he could have been, but he'll still be really damn good. I think Andrew Luck is a turd off the field. God, I'm so fucking cool. Oh, he's like the best human ever. Yeah, but he, he's just like a big, tucked-in geek. You know he's what I Nick mean? Nick Frustrati as a quarterback. Oh, my God. I love Nick Frustrati. No, Nick Frustrati really has Nick. way more of a funny bone than Andrew Luck. Also, it's awesome that we are like referencing somebody who probably is, A, not going to listen to this, and, t- yeah. and B, nobody's going to know who that is. But if you do... He's you- the sweetest guy. Okay, anyway... The only thing right now that Andrew Luck has going for him is that he went to practice with a mustache. I think that's cool. So my answer is yes, top five QB this season. I'll say 31 touchdowns just a couple years ago to 2016, so it's not like that's that's a crazy thought. I don't think there's a, you know, a million amazing quarterbacks out there right now. I think Andrew Luck's got some of the best uh, potential. Actually, that's kind of weird to say, but some of the best potential um, coming back this year in the league too. Um, highest, highest ceiling. Oh, yo, Colton, thanks for finding my words for me. There we go. Um, okay, well, I'm going to go next. Uh, my my number two overreaction, question mark, is um, Sam Darnold. Is he going to be an elite, or, wait, no, yeah, is he going to be elite? Oh, what? J- Jake, I'm not kidding with you. That was that was my next overreaction as well. Oh, it was, will he start week God. one? I mean, Josh Norman came out and was in an interview and said, this guy just doesn't make any mistakes. This guy is incredible. And Josh Norman has no reason to praise a Jets quarterback. They were in practice together. And he's like, you know, most rookie quarterbacks, you just mess with them and they'll throw picks. This guy's not making any mistakes. And he's making NFL throws. And Josh Norman talks shit about everybody. So that's kind of a big deal. And he looked great in the first preseason game. I mean, is he... The best quarterback in this draft class? Why I think um, that might not count is because Josh Norman does talk shit about everybody and then gets burned by all those guys and all those receivers. So I think it's oh, the exact opposite. He He's gets burned really all the time. Huh? He gets burned cool. very often after he like talks shit about people. I just yeah, so, exactly. Still, he's still been one of the best corners for the last five years. I mean, he was good last year. He wasn't great, but he was still really good. I think that you talk. I think he talks well. Like I think he talks highly of somebody, speaks highly of somebody, and I think it burns him this year. I think. Uh, I think uh, Donald's gonna stink now, but um, no, not, I, I don't know. Not just him though. A lot of people are talking about Donald, how great he's been. I just pointed out Norman because I thought that meant the most. But what do you think about him? He played what was the end of the first quarter, 
this first preseason game. It was kind of against, it was still against that second team. He looked good. Um, I don't want to say Bridgewater's in front of him. I don't want to say McCown's in front of him, but I do want to say there's a battle for that spot still. So McCown and Darnold are kind of fighting for that. I think they were even saying that maybe Bridgewater's trying to sneak up in there too. Um, I would be shocked, but all three of those guys have a legit shot. So I don't want to say he's kind of that face of the franchise just yet. I mean, I think when you draft a guy that high, um, he's automatically your face of the franchise. But I think to start this season, if he's not your guy going out there first week, um, which I know he signed a little bit later, um, then it makes it a little more, I guess, reasonable that he wouldn't be. But I don't know. Um, is he going to be a good quarterback? USC quarterbacks, I mean, based on that, I would say they don't have a lot of success in the league, but we'll see. It's the Jets. They always stink anyways. I mean, this is a big deal, though, because the fate of the AFC, what is it, the AFC East with the Patriots is in the balance because once the Patri- once Tom Brady's gone and once Belichick's gone, it's up in the air. It's Ryan I mean, Tannehill's time to shine. It's going to be Ryan Tannehill, Sam Darnold, and Josh Allen, baby. Welcome to the Tanny. future. Yeah, you got the Bills with Josh Allen, who no one believes in, it seems I like. I believe in you, Josh. You throw the ball and real the far. Dolphins. And the freaking Dolphins, who suck. Uh, so, Tannehill is the man. And did you see Josh Allen's first throw, that one out of bounds? Yeah. Cannon. Did we talk about that? We have not. We can. Holy. That was like, just stepped into it, didn't look like much, 65 yards down the field in the air. It's like... There's a lot of jokes like on Twitter and like from Barstool, and he has such a fucking strong arm. It's it's so cool to watch. It really it's is crazy. He can't make the what? What is he? What is uh? Remember the Titans quote where he can't make the pitch, but he can throw. He can throw it like sunshine. Can throw it like 200 yards down the field, but he can't make the five yard pitch or something fuck, like that. Fuck. That's exactly what Josh Allen is. He really is. He's that exact guy where he can just bomb it, air it out, and he looks fun. Yeah, I love it. Titans. I love watching them. Sunshine quotes. All right. Um, as I'm looking up this, uh, remember the Titans sunshine quote. I don't scratch my. Oh, that's not it. <laughs> I don't scratch my. Oh no. <laughs> uh, no, I think that will be interesting though. I think uh, Darnold's kind of. Uh, he's. He's got a lot of potential. I think he, they say he reads the field really well, and that's like obviously that's huge. He moves in the pocket really well. He's got a big arm, which is great. Um, he's got some of those intangibles that I don't think a lot of the other quarterbacks coming out of this draft have, um, which is key. So, I, I mean, to say that he's going to be an elite quarterback, I don't know. It's really hard to be elite when you're on the Jets, I think. I think when you're on that bad of a team, it's really hard to show out like he can. Um, the Jets aren't as bad as people make them out. They were, like, making a little bit of a run in the second half of last year. They, I don't know how many games they won, but... They weren't, like, terrible. So there's a chance if they had a, if you inject an elite quarterback into the Jets, they could make the playoffs as a wild card. Because, I mean, nine-win teams, eight-win teams make the playoffs. So I think if Sam Darnold becomes Carson Wentz, the Jets could be an eight-nine-win team with upside. Hey, I saw – this isn't, to, this isn't to, to crap on him. This isn't to, like, you know, make him look bad here, but um... – they were showing, like, I think the, the newspapers from the last couple of years, the last time they drafted quarterbacks, and the first one was Mark Sanchez, and it was, like, the Sanchez, fran- you know, something about being the franchise quarterback. Then yeah. it was, um, who is the, uh, why am I spacing on him? He's, uh, oh, boy. Can you describe um, him in any scroll. way except, uh? Yeah, because maybe we can guess. 
We like sports. We're all friends. I can't remember his name. Gino. Gino Smith. Man. Gino Smith. Um, yeah, and uh, Gino Smith, it was like the same thing. They posted about how he was a franchise quarterback, and now it's the same thing again. I don't mean that that's like automatically making him a bad quarterback, but that's a bad trend to have. I'll give it that. Yeah. Don't, no, don't be on the cover. I also think that the Jets had bad coaching for quarterbacks. Coaching is everything. I mean, I'm sure Bears, YouTube Bears fans can agree that like a quarterback cannot succeed with a terrible offensive coach. Uh, I don't know what you're talking. I don't know why you referenced us with that because I think Jay Cutler was super successful. I think Rex Grossman had tons of success. And we Hashtag had a. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you ever heard of um, importing talent. It's kind of like importing beers. They're actually kind of popular. We imported a Canadian genius in the offensive scheme, <laughs> and America wasn't really ready for him. So Mark Trustman went went back to Canada and won a Grey Cup. So suck a dick. <laughs> yeah, my bad. My bad. Thank you. Uh, I was more talking about like. I'm not. Like, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> You're not talking about right now where the Bears just hired a new offensive-minded head coach? Who's a genius. Who, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm really getting mixed signals here, folks. He's, but, a, um, he's a genius, you idiot. Anyway, yeah. it's time for my overreaction question. Give us one, Colt. I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> have you not been keeping up with football so far? Nope. Okay. That's All right, well, do you, want me to, do you want me to swing another one here? Nope. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, Baker Mayfield will have more starts than Tyrod Taylor this year. Just a little reminder for you, Tyrod Taylor last year, 14 touchdowns, four interceptions, 2,800 yards. Um, it looks like Tyrod's kind of going to be the start. You know, Tyrod's going to be the starter, taking all the first-team reps still. Um, he's going to start the season as the Browns quarterback. Uh, barring some, you know, giant move or an injury or anything like that. Will he have more starts? Who will have more starts at the end of the year? But uh, the overreaction was Baker will have more starts than Tyrod. I love, it's actually, I found out it's Tyrod Taylor, not Tyrod, from Hard Knocks. You guys apparently haven't watched it yet. His name's Tyrod Taylor now. I'm calling him T-Mobile then. Tyrod or T-Mobile. Well, I love T-Mobile. He, like, he's always been one of my favorite quarterbacks. I really Shout wish you T-Mobile are a new sponsor. Cover, cover the earth, <laughs> whatever their dude. slogan is. I wish, I wish he would have ended up with, like, the Broncos so he had a chance to be the quarterback for the next few years. But he signed with the Browns, and now that they have Baker Mayfield, who's been apparently looking great, I think Baker's going to start. I mean, every year people underestimate how many games a rookie will start. I remember arguing with all sorts of Bears fans about, I told them, Trubisky will start at least 10 games. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. And they're like, no, no, Glenn. Like, people say this every year about a quarterback. They're like, oh, no, they're going to have a lot of time behind this veteran. Whoever you're Man, arguing with Mike Lennon, that, yeah, they're people dumb. were. Oh, Colton, don't lie. Colton, no, Bears Jake, we have, I, I was never on Mike Lennon's side, so don't That's point fine. at me. The I was Bears always anti-Mike Glennon. No, but there were a lot of Bears fans very confident in Mike Glennon, especially before you drafted him. He was literally going to be like, oh, well, we just got a guy who's going to be a starter for three, four years. I have you know, never well, been like, damn, he's going to start some games. Thank God we signed him. I've always been well, so against Mike Glennon. Well, then you're, you were ahead of the curve because almost every Bears fan was very on board with Mike Glennon, and that's fine because I understand that. If, my team had gotten a new quarterback 
who showed some flashes, I would be all drinking the Kool-Aid, too. I don't think he even showed any flashes. Well, he showed flashes in Tampa Bay, a few good games, but he was so bad. That's, I mean, that's all I'm saying. Well, the Browns actually have a pretty uh, pretty tough schedule coming out the gate with the Steelers and the Saints. Um, wouldn't be a bad time for Tyrod Taylor to go 0-2 and throw Baker in um, for the Jets, Raiders, and Ravens. I don't think that'd be bad for Baker to get his first three starts there. So um, we'll see. I think that there's a very reasonable shot that the Browns, um, if they can put it together out of those first five games, can at least sneak two, go two and three. Um, with Tyrod at the helm, and if that's the case, do you see a two and three Tyrod staying in the uh, yes. in the? Yeah, you think he's yeah, a starter that's after? Two, that's twice as many wins. wins. Two wins? That's two million times. That's a billion. Did you guys see the uh, Bud Light um, cooler for the Browns? Yeah, where there's a cooler of Bud Light locked up till they win a game. Yeah, and I thought that was a joke. No, that's that's Bud Light being very smart with their marketing. Yes, that's absolutely awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. But yeah, so we can move on from the um, hot. What was the hot takes? Question mark. Overreactions. Overreactions. Question mark. Question mark. Um. All right. So we can go on to Roquan Smith finally signing with the Bears. Yes. Um. Sam, thoughts. Go. I, I was disappointed in the Bears. I'm. I'm so upset. That this is obviously the the way that the Bears went with this guy. Um. It's your first round pick. It's like you bought the you bought the new car. But you you were just trying to decide on what warranty you wanted. You know, like, you got him, get him in the door. Put him on the field. Get this guy, you've drafted him high, pay him, get him on the field. It's as simple as that. And I think they failed at that, obviously, this year. Um, He's missed preseason. He's missed a lot of practice already at this point. Um, It's kind of disappointing, am I right? I mean, are you, as a Bear fan, that was kind of disappointing to see that it took this long. That's what it is. Yeah, it's annoying, and it's like, hey, you know, were we really? I mean, what was the final? It was four years, eighteen million. Yeah. You're telling me as an organization you didn't want to invest four years? Like, what was the what was the conversation? It was like, it was, I, it was more of the guaranteed money on the uh, suspensions. I and I yeah, I heard that. You know, obviously with the with the new hit rule and whatnot, that's great. No, I I don't feel like there should be any issue. You drafted him this high. You expect this guy. If you're the Bears organization, you expect this guy to come in and be a game changer on your defense. He's yeah. the one that's going to revitalize your team, and you're not willing to to talk. Or you know, you're not willing to bring him in with whatever. I mean, just bring him in, get that deal done. And they didn't do it. I was a little I mean, upset. Yeah, four years, twenty million. You think the Bears would just pay that in order, just in full guarantee, just to avoid the bad press? Because it's been a lot of bad press about this. So stubborn. Yeah, I, I thought that was a terrible move by the Bears, Colton. Uh, I mean, to like, to like take the side of the Bears at all, you can't like give in right away because then every single first round pick knows that uh, they can come in and just like demand something a little more, a little more, a little more, and the players are always gonna win. They got, but I mean, they should have just kept it more private. They should have kept, I don't know. It's every other team had had a deal done. You know who you're who you're signing. You know who you're drafting. Just fucking get it done. Fuck you, Bears. Yeah, yeah. that was that was a little upsetting. But I think no one will remember this in a year. I mean, it can be upsetting because your owners kind of took a cheap way into this and they look but bad. But these are always like the kind of situations where somebody gets hurt. And if, if he gets hurt, everyone's, I was just about to say. everyone's always always going to blame it. If he doesn't get hurt, we move on. Nobody remembers it in, in two or three like years. Like Bosa. Like Bosa. Nobody cares about that anymore. Yeah. But 
if he gets hurt, then everyone will care. If, if, if Smith gets, like, a fucked up Achilles or fucked up In ACL, the preseason especially. Yeah. So, like, if, if that happens, that's that's wasting a whole year, wasting two years on, on development. And and people are always going to say that's that's because he wasn't at camp right away. That is such a bare thing to happen, too. I feel like that's going to yeah. happen. It's right around the corner, so um, not too high right now in the, the Chicago Bears because of that. So Over-under wins on the Bears, right? Just We'll do this later in the year, but real quick, over-under wins for the Bears right now. I think they're right going 7-9. Seven and nine. That's a big. I've, it's it's, it's obviously saying, a really easy schedule, and I see a lot of people on NFL Network picking them as their dark horse team. And I've seen yeah, like seven nine and seven, ten and six. Ten, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm still saying seven and nine. I'll, I'll take seven and nine. Um, I yeah, I agree with Colton. I know it's so lame to say seven and nine too, but it's seven and nine. I don't see them. I mean, what they were five win team last year. Two wins would be a huge, huge thing for them. Find some type of rhythm with an offense here. I mean, for God's sake. They've had a different offensive scheme for, I mean, years. Um, so just hopefully they can develop something under Nagy. I still don't think they have a great wide receiving core. It'll be interesting to see what we can do with our kind of dual threat backfield there. But, I, you know, again, 7-9 and nine just sounds about right. They still have a young defense that's trying to kind of I, – I guess everything needs to come together for them to be anything more than 7-9. and nine. I feel like 7-9 and nine is kind of also the minimum threshold to feel comfortable – if the Bears go six and ten, five and eleven again with this new coach, you're back to thinking like, if oh it's god, a healthy this five is and the... eleven, I'd freak out. Healthy six and ten. Is this the right coach? Is this the right quarterback? You start questioning everything. But if the Bears win seven games, they're on the right track. You can trust your coach. Your quarterback might take another step the next year, so you can believe in him. It's all on Trubisky, though. That's that's the beautiful thing. You just have to watch. If Trubisky has a good season, the Bears will win some games, and everyone will be happy. If he doesn't, it's panic in Chicago. Wait, Colton, you would be okay with six and ten? Me? Yeah. If it's is it like if it's a full healthy six and ten, and then, a competitive six and, and ten, and then and then they like lost like two or three games on like a coin flip type exactly. scenario, I'd, I'd be fine with that. The Bears oh man, if they go six and ten this year, I'm pissed. The Bears, uh, if like if if it's uh, six and ten, the next season I'm expecting nine wins minimum. Yeah, that's fair. And I was gonna say the Bears always lose like three games every year, where it's like, how did that happen? You know, like there's there's no Cedric no other Benson team running out of bounds with thirty seconds game. left. Do you guys remember? We that gotta si- game? we gotta sign Chris Conti again for for three more like last <laughs> second losses. I but, love that dude. Chris Conti, jeez. All right, uh, more NFL talk. Khalil Mack, you guys have on, on, the, on the notes. What did he do? Well, there's a prop bet uh, in Las Vegas that if you want to bet who Khalil Mack will be on, what team he'll be on in October, the best odds to have him are the Packers. I was just about to say, I'm going to guess the Packers because they have, what, two first-round picks next year as well. Yeah, we got two um, first-round picks. We got Nick Perry, who's a 27-year-old uh, outside linebacker. We could trade for him. You know, it, it, the trade makes sense, but you know it's a. We'd have to pay him. Apparently, he's asking for twenty-two million a year. So having him for twenty-two million, Rogers for thirty-some million, it's going to be really rough on the salary cap. So is is Rogers too um, too big for his britches? Is he too selfish to be in uh, Green Bay? I think so. No, he, he deserves, deserves every single penny. He deserves eighty million dollars a year. 
but he will never get paid that, but he deserves it. It's funny yeah, you I, uh, bring up the Packers. Sorry to interrupt, Sam. Did you guys hear Stephen A. Smith talking trash about the uh, about the Packers uh, uh, wide receivers who say that they got offended? No one said they got offended. I'd like to point that out. There was not one receiver that said that. I read all the quotes. I listened to every single interview with every single receiver. Well, this is no, what you no. need to listen to. Stephen A. Smith on the Packers. You got the nerve, the audacity, the unmitigated goal to sit up there and be salty with Aaron Rodgers. After you messed up. After you messed up. Really? Really? I want to know who these, who are these people. Oh, according to the reports, they're salty. They got a problem with Aaron Rodgers. Well, who are you? I want to know who you are, A. B, I want to know if you're brave enough to tell Aaron Rodgers to his face exactly how you feel. And C, I want to know how long you're going to last on the Green Bay Packers. You're a receiver. You got to remember this. This is not somebody that's playing on the defensive side of the ball. No, this is not an offensive lineman or even a running back for that matter. This is somebody whose success is entirely predicated on Aaron Rodgers' A, ability, and B, willingness to give you the ball. And you have the nerve to sit up there and be salty with the greatest quarterback that I have ever seen. You must be out your damn mind. Oh, please. Who are these people? Was it Geronimo Allison? Was it Randall Cobb? Uh, that goes on for like a minute and a half more. He's so dumb. <laughs> it wasn't Geronimo. He, first of all, the original comment from Aaron Rodgers was, "Our young guys aren't weren't playing hard today." Blah blah blah. They need to show more effort than that. Other than Geronimo Allison, uh, Jake Kumrow, and Devontae Adams. Other than them, and Randall Cobb was injured and not practicing. Other than them, they were all need to show more effort. And uh, Jake, he, he said they were piss poor. Cut out a minute. Yeah, they were piss poor. He, he said they were terrible. Whatever. That's good. But the three guys who, two of them were drafted this year, and one of them was making it from last year. All were asked about this in an interview, and every single one of them said, along the lines of, "When your quarterback tells you you need to be better, you got to be better." You know, every single one of them responded the perfect way where you say, oh, shit, Aaron Rodgers told me to be better. I'm going to be better. Stephen A. Smith is doing a classic Stephen A. Smith here, and I don't know why I'm getting so fired up about it. I shouldn't because it's fucking Stephen A. Smith, and he's just trying to troll me. And he got me, dude. I'm pissed. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm got. And I got got. He's such an idiot. It makes no sense. Yeah, I well, and it sounded like, I mean, Aaron Rodgers replied to it even, kind of even, you know, replied to those rumors today, um, which was a little weird as well. I think that he kind of like, I don't know if he bought into it or if maybe he didn't know, but he was kind of like, hey, I don't mean to offend anybody. I think I just kind of want to, you know, get the team going. And if there's really somebody that's offended by what he said, then, I mean, that that's that's a joke. But well, I, so, I don't I don't. It would be somebody who doesn't matter to the past. It would be one of the receivers – that's not going to make it like yeah. Trevor Davis. Cause all the other ones responded excellently. Maybe a guy who's pissed off cause he's not getting enough work is, is like, you know, talking shit that we don't care about, but all the other guys have been great. And Stephen A. Smith, and they clearly need something to talk about. And obviously we do too. Cause we're talking about Stephen A. Smith talking about it, but you know, sports media is the best. I love, go pack, go. I love Stephen A. Smith. Packers are going to win. 12 games this year, dude. You heard it here first. You really did. 12. 
Uh, do you guys have have any more NFL talk? No, that's all I got. No, that's what I got. Then we can transition into NBA talk, National Basketball Association. Uh, we will start off with our weekly segment, What is Derrick Rose Up To?, with our best Derrick Rose correspondent, Sam. Sam, what is Derrick Rose up to? Uh, Derrick Rose, um, just, I'm going to do a little fun fact. His middle name, Martell. Derrick Martell Rose. Um, now, uh, an even more fun fact, that will be the name of my first child. Um, Martell Connors, regardless boy or girl. Just something there. Um, and that was our weekly segment. Um, Sam has no idea what's going on with Derrick Rose, so he just told us <laughs> the first fact that was on his Wikipedia page. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, big news. Big, big, big news. Are um, you currently Googling him right now? <laughs> no, no, big, I swear. Big, <laughs> a huge, ginormous news. How do you spell Derrick? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, teammate. And, um, oh, I shouldn't have let off with teammate. I should have just said this was uh, from an NBA legend. But Jamal Crawford said that Derrick Rose is still uh, an elite point guard in the game. Uh, okay, maybe he didn't say elite, but a top point guard in the game. Maybe, um, you know, maybe he just said he's a point guard in the game. Derrick Rose still plays point guard. <laughs> no, Jamal Crawford, um, obviously known for his scouting, um, obviously known for his game and his kind of a knowledge about the game, said that Derrick Rose is 100% their um, top point guard in the game. And that should show everybody um, that Derrick Rose is coming back, coming back for his MVP season. And actually, one of my over-unders for you guys, which is going to be a joke, which was uh, over-under four more NBA titles for Derrick Rose. And I put more as a joke because he's at zero. But, yeah, that's my Derrick Rose update. <laughs> that's a great uh, joke. <laughs> Sam, who's more back, Tiger Woods or Derrick Rose? Debate. <laughs> Colton and well, Sam, debate. It's not even close. <laughs> Sam, I'm going to Yeah, it's, hear... it's not even close. Sam, give me your best three arguments. Be- best argument. What? Give me give me your... Uh, here, I'm just going to send you footage of Derrick Rose in the playoffs last year when he balled out, and then, yeah, you can show me uh, roided-up Tiger Woods hobbling around out there swearing at little children. Yeah, that's great for the sport. <laughs> Yeah, Derrick Rose is just donating his whole life away to make sure people are doing good, too. It's not, even, it's not just on so the it court, even it's off the court, the guy's it's winning. In, it's in China. It doesn't even count. What? He's, he's donating his life over in China. So, we like, we don't even know about it. It doesn't even count. What, are you anti-China podcast? Yes, I am. Didn't expect <laughs> that, did you? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, um, yeah, I mean, hey. Tomato, tomato, you're wrong, I'm right. Like, I, I get well, that, it, it's okay. Oh, that old phrase, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, hey, that's just what it is. Uh, go Derrick Rose. Um, he's definitely back. He's definitely more back. That's That sounds like somebody who just, who just won an argument. Go Derrick Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Stats to back it up, none needed. None needed, just one phrase, go Derrick Rose. Go Derrick Rose. So, yeah, that's the, that's the Derrick Rose kind of... Stat of the week there. Got it. Derrick Rose segment. All right. Uh, the Bruce Bowen, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Tiff. Or not not Tiff, just situation wow. in, in L.A. Situation. What's going on there? Mike, this That was bizarre. I don't know what happened. Oh, well, Bruce, Bruce Bowen, um, who I think he was, he was with the L.A. Clippers for the last couple seasons. He was an analyst. Um, 
like yeah, he was an analyst player. for them. He goes out and he says he made comments like earlier in the year about how Kawhi Leonard's kind of being a baby, and it, it wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't anything that people weren't already saying. Uh, so Bruce true. Bowen. Bruce Bowen, obviously, is kind of like a tough guy who played for the Spurs, played with Pop. He's got a lot of passion for that team. And he goes out and he just says how he feels. And he says that I don't think that he's doing all he can to be back on the court. Well, that was in, like, June. Um, So it wasn't even a big deal. You know, we wait this long. And the thirsty Los Angeles Clippers, very thirsty for Kawhi, can him. They can him months later. Um, so he's now a free agent analyst, I guess you could say, um, as the Clippers are looking to, I guess, woo Kawhi Leonard by firing an analyst. I don't get that one. Don't bring in a player. Don't, don't make your team look better. Don't make the roster better. Fire Bruce Bowen. I think that, that will show him. The Bucks just fired a, uh, analyst. Are they making room for Bruce Bowen? Question mark? Oh. oh. Reaction? Question mark? Oh, that's the best yeah. one you've come up with. That's the best box news I've heard all year. That is that is good news. No, that, yeah, that's that's uh, that's just silly, you know. That's just the Clippers being silly. Yeah, that's, that's silly. It's, um, yeah, did you guys, that's did silly. You guys, did you see uh, Kawhi Leonard's letter to the Spurs? Uh, Thank you. The goodbye. It looked like it was written by a like a ten year old who had to turn in an assignment that said, "Say goodbye to a city." It was like, I would like to thank you in in all capitals. I'd like to thank you for your support. You have been so awesome. It was like a it was like a it was like a mad lib, ad lib, whatever it is. Like in those books, like it was just Kawhi Leonard just mad libbing the whole thing. And then he has even the worst thing was like his little handprint at the bottom. It, it looked like a little kid. It was just like his little handprint symbol logo thing. No, that's his all logo. Of that was like, terrible. Like for his brand, it's terrible. He is the worst marketing person. I feel bad, so bad for his marketing team. There's nothing. There's nothing you can do. No, no, there isn't. I feel like I can single handedly bring him back better than his 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 current team right now can. Yeah, no, you just gotta like. Do do his statement for him for the goodbye to San Antonio. Like make something that's meaningful and make like everybody's goodbye nowadays are amazing. They're all written by like professionals and they make you want to tear up if it's been a long time. Hey guys, time. I played basketball for the Spurs and now I don't. Thanks for knowing that I did that. <laughs> that would be better than what he did with minus. Don't put the handprint in and you've won. Yeah, literally. Oh, uh, like, you put it in. All right, uh, you lost yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Even, like, Jordan dropped him. Even Jordan dropped him. Like, that's how boring and lame he is, is that, like, he just – Jordan is a – you know, he, this is an elite caliber player, um, and Jordan just is sick of him. Is sick of him saying nothing all the time. Colton, you good over there? Just support my favorite athlete. Jeez, yeah. So that's uh, that was the Kawhi Bruce Bowen news. There is there anything else in the NBA? The schedule uh, drops. Yeah, the schedule was released. There's you know you can look for all the uh, the Bucks play on Christmas. That's the biggest thing for the schedule. The Bucks have like never played on Christmas ever, and they're playing the Knicks, which is random. But for some reason, people love to watch Giannis in Madison Square Garden because he's gone off. He's hit two buzzer beaters in Madison Square Garden. And uh, it's going to be Bucks Knicks on Christmas. That's actually a big deal because the Bucks never get any limelight at all. I got Kevin Knox dropping fifty-two and Giannis breaking his ankle. 
Wow. Well, Sam, I'm going to fucking kill you because then you put that Juju out there and I hate you so much more than anything in the world. I hate you so much, Sam. If that actually happens, I'm going to be so pissed. I'm going to call you right away if that happens. I hate you so much, Sam. I hate you. <laughs> that was a good take, Colton. <laughs> um, I don't know why there's animosity between the Bulls and Bucks. We were rivals in like the early 2000s, but we haven't really been good at the same time. When the Bulls were really good, the Bucks were real average, and now the Bucks are pretty good, and the Bulls are pretty bad. It started oh. again with Dunleavy. When Dunleavy was sparking little fights um, with the Bucks, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't bring that up, okay? Love Dunleavy. Love the Bulls. Screw the Bucks. Actually, I don't really hate the Bucks. I think they're kind of cool. Yeah, just, frick the Bucks. I hear the conversation about the Bucks, and I'm like, who? Box, 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 box. We're trying to be relevant. Giannis is on the cover of NBA 2K this year, which is actually a big deal. <laughs> so that's actually, I'll actually buy a hard copy of 2K this year. So, is Giannis going to be an MVP soon or not? Is he going to flirt with this jump shot for the rest of his career? Or is he going to get it? He's got. I don't it. know. If he if he Jason? gets it, like what what can you do? Nothing, dude. He's so good. He's. I mean, once. LeBron's done winning MVPs, and I mean, right now we're in a. LeBron phase. hasn't won one in like two or three years, right? Yeah, we're in a phase where LeBron's winning MVPs, but and then we're giving them to people who have deserved them before. Like we gave them to Russell Westbrook because he won the, you know, he. Uh, Average triple, triple double for double. the year. And then, but James Harden got ripped off, so then we gave it to James Harden. This year is going to be it's either going to be Anthony Davis, Giannis. Or maybe even LeBron again in LA. I think those are the top three choices. It's not going to be James Harden. It's not because he just won it and he does this the same thing. They always like to give it to someone who will excite people. And uh, hey, I like I like Giannis. I really do. Um, I think he's fun. He's a nice kid. Blah blah blah. Dude needs to develop a, a jump shot in order to win a title in this league. He just has to. The guys that are winning MVPs, the guys that are, are doing all this, is a shooter's league, and the guy doesn't have – he cannot shoot just yet. He's not there. Um, Derrick Rose had to do it. Um, obviously, Derrick Rose did it phenomenally. I bring everything back to Derrick Rose because I love Derrick Rose more than anything in the world. But I'm just saying he needs to develop a jump shot in order to be something in this league. I hope he can do it. He put on so much muscle. He looks yoked, um, which is great and all. But I mean, he doesn't – He is. He is, yeah. Something. To be the best player in the league – he to be an MVP, yeah. To be an MVP, to be a, a title winner, all that stuff. Quick, who, who retires with more MVPs, Derrick Rose or Giannis? Giannis. Uh, well, that'll be hard when Derrick Rose wins the next three, but yeah. Yeah, four, four to zero? Yeah, sure. Sure, Jake. Yep. All right. Well, guys, um, I, hate to, I hate to break it, but we are out of time here, you know? Oh, we just, man. We just... We just hustled through. Do you guys have, have any more um, NBA talk or sports talk in general? No, no more sports talk. You want to quick go over what we've been watching or if you've seen anything cool? What have you guys been watching? Let's hear it. Uh, I was watching Hard Knocks. So we were talking about that earlier. Episode 2 came out tonight as we were recording, so I'm going to watch that tomorrow. The first episode's on YouTube for completely free if you don't have HBO. It was pretty entertaining. Hugh Jackson reminds me of every football coach I've ever had. Um... So that makes me think he's not that good of a coach because he's in the NFL and he reminds me of every high school coach I ever had. But uh, it, it's actually super entertaining. I love Hard Knocks. They do a great job. I've never watched a single scene of Hard Knocks. It's, it's awesome. 
It, it made so- me hate J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt and Brian Cushing are the are my least favorite people of all time. If you like J.J. Watt, you're you're phony. You're a fake. Oh my god! You're a vanilla. You're, you're a vanilla I, weirdo. He's my favorite player in the NFL. He's so passionate. He. Why would you hate J.J. Watt? Oh my god, Jake, you're annoying me so much right now. <laughs> so much. <laughs> Colton, he was a Wisconsin. I'm annoyed bad. too. The Rose Bowl to Russell Wilson, or not to. To uh, Andy Dalton, sorry, at TCU, and then he cried in the interview because he was oh, so go okay. figure, because he's a he's a he's a jelly bean. I don't even know what that means. He's he's a, <laughs> he's a nothing. Dude, you're pissing me off, Sam. <laughs> he stinks. He is so lame. He's so he's like the, the guy that like defender he's the one that, like he was the one that's like Brett. Well, yeah, he's, he's injured all the time. He's real great. Um, he was the one that was like bragging about like the the oh I stay in a cave like a or a man oh. cave like a, a log cabin to go work out and then what they visit his log cabin. Jelly bean. Yeah, what a jelly bean! And his cabin is like filled with flat screens and like air conditioning and heating all this all the essentials he's of life. He's as hell. Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> he's just he's bragging about this like. Sam, you log sound like cabin. like an eighty eight year old man right now. Yeah, Black screen sucks. television sets and air conditioning units and everything you need in life. He's the guy that would go, like, during um, during the show, he would be the guy to wake up real early or stay real late and then ask an extra camera guy to follow him. Be like, hey, can you just, can you catch me so I can look good in front of the fans here? Like, so they know that I'm working out. He's the guy that wants everybody to know that he's the best thing around. And uh, He's the best thing around. He's yeah. so good. He had a lot of sacks last year. He was awesome. Uh, yeah, no, he's not the best best thing around. I can't stand him. Anybody that likes him, Jake, is is a vanilla Smelling. jelly bean. That actually sounds really good. AJ Watt is the coolest defend, best defensive player in the league. Period. Khalil Mack. He's younger. I'd rather have Khalil Mack. Okay, that's all I need to know. That's all I need. Mitch Trubisky. I did a child thing. A good defense is a good offense. Jelly bean, dude. I did a little kid thing when you just talk over somebody and you just don't want to hear me. Uh, Oh, yeah, well, I can't hear you. Sorry. Yeah, J.J. Watts thinks, I got nothing else. Guys, is that it? Um, Sam, what what have you been watching? Anything? I've been rewatching the Hard Knocks in my head now, uh, where JJ Watts stinks. That's all I got. That is that's your recommendation. I want to watch. Yeah, go watch that. Tell me about JJ Watts. Texas one. You'll fall in love with JJ Watt because he's so charming in that. He's whole... like practically moving the camera over to like he would like go walk up in front of the camera and just push it back to where he was originally. Such a douche. They loved him, dude. Uh, out on JJ Watt. I don't care if I'm one of a million. Don't like him. Brian Cushing, too. But nobody he also, likes him, like, so. Dude, did we forget he won NFL Man of the Year by, like, donating or, like, raising... Oh, for, for, for getting the most attention because he likes a lot of attention? Yeah, that's that's great. <laughs> raising cool. so much money for the city of Houston. He raised, like, heard. $30 million. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he donated so much money. He, it's, like, saved... Oh, my God. It's so funny you're talking shit about J.J. frickin' Watt. Yeah, yeah, it's so crazy that a guy could actually just be so into himself that he probably just challenged himself. Because he's got no friends. He's just laying at home at night. And he's like, how can I challenge myself to be more popular? I'll just try and start something. I know, I'll cause something. a hurricane. Yeah, actually, I'm all not right, kidding. No, he he probably, he pushed for it. <laughs> no, yeah. I, hey, for all of you out there that I believe me, J.J. Watt did not cause that hurricane. 
Uh, no, I think yeah. it's a good thing to look into, Colton. Actually, thanks for sparking that debate. <laughs> You're welcome. I love J.J. Watt. He's probably my one of my favorite players in the league. Yeah, I've heard it like nine times now, Jake. Okay, we don't need to hear it anymore. <laughs> what I've been watching is... Um, not much. I watched the movie um, The Package on Netflix. Oh, Ari, my girlfriend was just telling me about that. Fucking and hilarious. If you like work, it's like cutting his penis off. Yeah, it's it's the same people that um, that made Workaholics, and I think the like actual Workaholics guys are like the producers and writers and stuff. It's so fucking funny. Nice. So yeah, so watch that guy cuts his penis off. They're in the woods. Don't want to spoil much, but I just kind of fucking did so. <laughs> All right, guys. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, football is back. Fantasy football is back. If you're in a fantasy league, I am with you. I am. I have been studying for the last like six days straight. So uh, that's all I've been really wa- thinking about. So that's my final. Yeah, keep doing some research, there, Jake. Um, I think that just my last prediction was right, so I'm going to say it again. Um, I think I had the Cubs losing how many games? How many days in a row that one time? 17, so I was right then, and I'm going to just do it again now since I'm kind of like their curse. Um, They're going to lose tomorrow against the Brewers, and then they start a three-game against the Pirates, right? Yeah. Uh, I'll say they'll lose all three against the Pirates. and um, Oh, all four. All four against the Pirates. I think they'll get swept against the Pirates. Um, But then we have a really, really tough stretch of the Tigers, (laughs) Reds, Mets. The Reds and the Mets. Okay, so the Braves. I can't even be that mean. I think they'll win nine straight after that. So it'll even out. Yeah, it, for sure. Um, Sam, I'm pretty sure last time you had that uh, prediction, they won like ten of twelve. So cricket, cricket, cricket. cricket. <laughs> oh, and uh, one more quick final thought: the Brewers and Cubs play after. When the, they play again, when this episode comes out, they play six more times on the year. So this this uh, division is going to come down to the wire. It ain't over. Even if the Brewers are way back six games, the Cubs have got to beat them. So. Damn, Sam, that was intense as shit. It ain't over. <laughs> I got one word for you. It ain't over, bitches. Oh, the Cubs also have a tough three-game stretch versus the Sox. So that's Guys, I am so really... confident the Sox are going to win at least two two of those three. I'm so confident. Dude, the Crosstown Classic. I would, that would be amazing if the Sox won that series. If we have Rodon, we never talked about Rodon either. I'm sorry, real quick. He's been the best pitcher in the majors since he came since July 1st. July hey, 11 July. starts, sub three ERAs, like a two five whatever, two six something. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. So. Suck on that, Cubs fans. My final thought is I'm not going to suck on anything, Sam. <laughs> Good final thought, Cole. Thank you. You're welcome. Fuck you, Sam. <laughs> All right, yeah, so thank you for listening on um, SoundCloud on 12 on Sports Radio. Shout out to 12 on Sports Radio. Um, I think you got bought. I don't really know like how it, how it actually happened, but we are now associated with... Um, Shit, what was it called? <laughs> Should we know this? That <laughs> like it fucking matters. It fits our it fits our brand that we don't know. Sp- yeah, for Sports sure. Sports Radio America. So, yeah. So now we're on there. So thank you for listening on uh, Sports, Sports Radio, Radio America. America.
sportsradioamerica.com. That sounds super official. Sports Radio America. It does actually it's, sound pretty fucking official. You ever hear of, yeah, of sports? Yeah, go Derrick Rose, yeah. You ever hear of the country America? <laughs> We're right. pro sports and America. So, yeah, go Derrick so, Rose. So shout out to them. Out of my fucking mind. 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 Out of my fucking mind.